If you're listening to this podcast, it is likely because you're currently being pursued by some sort of extraterrestrial, spiritual, or cryptozoological threat. You probably saw that this show was about these sorts of otherworldly abominations and reckoned it a place of insight. Unfortunately, the following podcast is entirely farcical and will be of little help to anyone. But you're here, so you might as well enjoy the show and pray that it doesn't find you. Welcome back to Lore Folk, a podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Aiden Kidd, and today I'm joined by my co-host, confidant, and a front-on god of my own creation, Maddie Barr! Oh, it's me! Whoa! I've been created in a lab. It was a Frankenstein reference, Maddie. I've, I've many accents. <laughs> That's and... what Frankenstein sounds like. We all know this. Today, folks... Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about some crazy things. The fuck do we do on this show? Monsters. Uh, Something. Talk about cryptids. Uh, And spookums. I'd just like to mention one real quick cryptid before the episode uh, starts starts. I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Of course. God's cryptid. uh, Just came out and also has been out for eons because time isn't real. And Sonic uh, in the movie is genuinely a local cryptid. Like, there's people who live, like, no spoilers, but there's people in the town that he lives near who, like, are crazy and, like, have, like, bad pictures of him. And they're like, it's the, it's the blue legend or something. So, Sonic the Hedgehog officially confirmed cryptid. That's delightful. I always wanted to see Ben Schwartz make it. And yeah. here he is. as yeah. an official cryptid. He's so good for him. So I just thought, you know. UCB boy making it out in the world. Yeah. I wanted to throw that in because it's topical, even though time isn't real. So our first order of business is, after our success with the Gumbaroo, we wanted to work on rebranding some, shall we say, uh, mediocre tr- or troubled cryptids mm. who are really not doing super great on their imagery and the story. Yeah, we need to like help them out. There's not a lot going for them. Like, we got so. all these hot shots like Bigfoot and Mothman. They're perfect. Right. They know what they're doing. But these less little guys, they need some help. Mm-hmm. So, which is why today we're talking about my new favorite cryptid that I just found out literally minutes before recording, the Pope Lick Monster. The Pope? The what? The Pope Lick Monster. Pope Lick Monster. He's a legendary part man, part goat, and part sheep creature, reported to live beneath a railroad trestle bridge over Pope Lick Creek in the Fisherville neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky. So he doesn't lick the Pope in his free time for fun. It's a location. This is his first problem, is that when you hear his name, you assume he is frequently licking Pope Francis. With the Pope, yes, of course. This is what I find very interesting, is the fact that what would happen if you licked the Pope? Would you absorb his powers through osmosis? Oh, if you licked him enough, how many licks does it take to get to the center of the Pope's powers? <laughs> if you licked if you the lick Pope him enough, enough, his nougaty center is Jesus Christ himself. Oh, shit! The body of Christ. It's, it's his, what is it? The wine? 
is his uh one thing and the and the chips are his his body or whatever. I'm trying to make a Tootsie pop joke where the the Tootsie the looks like somebody's not Catholic. The uh <laughs> sounds like somebody's not a Catholic here. No. The uh the uh fuck, I can't do this bit anyway cuz I <laughs> forgot the word for lollipop for like 20 minutes there. Nailed so it. the main problem, I think, with the Pope Lick Monster is the fact that he is not living up to his name. This is false advertising of the highest order. He really needs to somehow, if we could get this goat sheep man across that big blue ocean between us and the Pope and that glass cage that they keep him in for our safety. Right. That's to, could keep, we... <laughs> that's to lock the flavor in. <laughs> That's why they keep, keep him fresh. He's airtight. He's right there. In the Pope Mobile. It's like a fucking Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's a Tupperware car. We gotta get Pope Lick Monster beyond the barrier. To the Pope. So that he can lick the Pope to get to his nougaty center so that he can live up to his namesake. Because right now, he's a liar and a fraud, and that's why nobody likes him. Yeah, this is his mission. He doesn't know it, but this is his, like, his namesake, literally. This is all he's ever needed to do in his life, and then he can pass on, do whatever he wants. So there's some other things working against our good friend Popelik Monster. I thought I'd do a deep dive into his history to better explain why he's not super likable. Mm, but he so, is super lickable. I, he's not. He does the licking. Yeah. But... You do not lick the Popelik Monster. He licks the Pope. Oh, well, what if the Pope? How many Popelik? Wait. How many Pope lick monsters could the Pope lick if the Pope could lick monsters? <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate you. Yeah, this show baby. is canceled. Yeah, I know. Every time I make a joke, we almost cancel the show. It's true. <laughs> so, the Pope lick monster has been a burden to Louisville, Kentucky for many, many years. Kentucky's got so much going on already. It's terrible down there. Numerous urban legends exist about the creature's origins. And the methods it employs to claim its victims. So that's the first thing that's a bit disconcerting. Mm -hmm. Is when you look at Bigfoot's Wikipedia page, it does not immediately go to victims in like the right. first sentence. It's like fun sightings, what he likes to do at parties, favorite color, and then victims. So <laughs> the public monster, first of all, what even is his favorite color? Pope? I don't fucking know. We need some, we need some fast facts about this lad first. According to some accounts, the creature either uses hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure trespassers onto the trestle to meet their death before an oncoming train. He sounds like the natural predator to pageant carnies in the 1930s. That he's not very relatable to the kids. Right. He's passing by like hobos with bindles on their shoulders walking across during the Great Depression mm-hmm. and luring them to their deaths, which is not a very modern thing to do. No, he's kind of like, hey, fellow kids, do you want to bridge, question mark? And they're like, nah, I gotta make a TikTok, yeah. I gotta make a TikTok, see? It's for the economy, see? So he's not even striking fear in the hearts of his victims anymore because he can't relate to the kids and he can't properly hypnosis them. Yeah. Other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it. Yet another legend tells that it attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe, which is very, very unrelatable. Now you're a lumberjack. Right. This isn't working, or dude. Or just clean your axe, dude. You know, like that's... That's true. No one wants to be killed by a blood-stained axe. They want a nice, fresh axe because that one. makes them feel special. Yeah. When you murder someone, it's very important that the experience is personalized to them. Yeah, it's their, you know, it's their murder, right? Yeah. You don't want to just be like the other person, like, I murdered a couple people today. It's like, I murdered 
Maddie today. This you is know? this is the end of my life. Yeah, I expect it to be met with some level of fanfare and decorum. Right. Thank I you. I don't want to say that murder is a gift, but you're giving it to someone. So this should, is true. You should make it special. Uh, twenty maybe a, a YouTube channel, a twenty minute uh ASMR axe restoration video. You know where they like put it, they soak it, and then they like rub it with all those like wet stones. You know. Are you suggesting that the Popelik monster should be doing that as a way to both a one-two punch to become more relatable to the kids with his YouTube channel slash TikTok or whatever, mm-hmm. and also to get that axe clean. Get that axe clean, relate to the kids. It could be it's sort of a blossoming YouTube channel, you know? It's like a you've got your fun uh, murdering and axe cleaning videos on the side, and then there's like sort of a vlog, a vlog channel, if you will, that documents the process <laughs> of getting closer and closer to the Pope. And then the final video on the channel is like, we did it, like, not clickbait, we licked the Pope, and it's like, you know, the picture of the Pope lick monster in the front, and then like a little outline of the Pope with like a fun, like, color around it. It says like, wow, in the corner. (laughs) We licked him good. I think the Pope lick monster would really benefit from becoming a Fortnite streamer. Ooh, yes. Because he's apparently very good at luring people to their deaths and such. So he can mimic like your squads. He can do it in the game. In game and be like, hey, come over here. It's me, your friend Patrick. And uppo, look who it is. It's not Patrick. It's not your squad mate. It's Public Monster. It's Public Monster, and he's getting that winner, winner, chicken dinner. Also, he wouldn't even have to change his name. His username could be his full name because Public Monster already sounds that's like, just like a, a sick troll. gamer handle. Other legends hold that the monster is a human goat hybrid and that it was a circus freak who vowed revenge after being mistreated. Ooh. Now, this is an angle we could maybe go with a little bit more because it's an underdog story. Oh, yes, this is good. Can you imagine if in Phantom of the Opera, when the Phantom takes <laughs> off his mask and he was actually half goat man? He's like, this is just my goat half I keep under here. Just so people don't see. You that know? sounds like a much better musical. Andrew Lloyd Webber, you, once again, you failed us, you classist monster. Anyway, in one version, it is said that the monster escaped after a train derailed on the trestle. So now he's the monster from Super 8. There's no consistency here. Yeah, he with needs his to pull bit. it together. Just pick just pick one thing. Pick a lane. Because you're doing, you're kind of half-assing a bunch of things, and I need you to just do one thing really well. Another version commonly told by the locals of the area claims that the monster is really a twisted reincarnation of a farmer who sacrificed goats in order to gain satanic powers. Whoa. That just sort of sounds like your average farmer, but... This is what most farmers do, and it's not very interesting or special angle for this creature to take. Again, it's like sort of unoriginal, you know? You just gotta gotta pick something something fresh, you know? Half the people from the fucking Midwest have satanic powers because they're farmers who sacrificed goats and got them from Satan. Because there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do out there. There's hay... Some sky. And you've seen one hay. You've seen them all. You've seen every single piece of hay. Yeah. And no amount of satanic powers are really going to add that much interest. You get, it's really fun at first. I'm saying this as a Midwesterner. Right. It gets really boring very quickly. Mm-hmm. Sure, I just summoned Mistopheles and he just ripped a fat vape cloud or some cool shit. Hell yeah. But I'm immediately bored with Mistopheles because he's not like a great friend or anything like that. Because guess what? He's too busy ripping cotton. (laughs) He's too busy ripping cotton. But more importantly, he is from 
Hell's Midwest. Oh. He's just as bored there as I am here. Right, you're both bored. We're both boring people with no personality. He's just ripping fat vape clouds. Right. And I'm there watching him ripping fat vape clouds. Mm -hmm. And you're both looking at hay and you're both like, I've seen this before, I've seen it all, you know? I'm more accustomed to blood hay, but this is still hay. Hay You see one hay, you see them all. Mm Mm-hmm. Tied that one in a neat little bow. Look at that. Brought it full circle. Because yep. guess what, folks? Here at Lorefolk, we know comedy. We we know a thing We or know two. how to weave a story in a tapestry. Because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> uh, State Farm. Farms. Farmers. Goatman. Uh, Pope. Stop. Stop. Stop free associating <laughs> on the podcast. Award association. What are you doing? Uh, hey, you know. you know what my favorite episode of Lorefolk was? <laughs> the one where Maddie just listed shit off for a while. I'm going to blow. It's called improvisation, and I'm blowing minds right now. Whoa, how'd you think of that? Both of those things had the word farm in them. <laughs> That's the minds being blown. You don't even need to put an explosion sound in because it's just like. <laughs> I wasn't going to edit one in. Oh. You know why? Because mine was so good. <laughs> yes. Look, Pope Lick Monster. Step one. Start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Step two, start uploading VODs from your Twitch streams where you play Fortnite to said YouTube channel. Yes. Step three, build a brand around your personality. Yeah. That's the most important thing about establishing a YouTube channel is being yourself. Yes. But to really be yourself, we come to the last step, and that is you gotta lick the Pope. Lick the fucking you Pope. You gotta lick the Pope. Get that tongue on there. You gotta just... I think if you... Gotta if you... touch... His tender, supple Pope body with your moist, stinky tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the words that I'm saying. No, it's great. No. You're not allowed to cut it legally. <laughs> We're going to make everybody listen to the horrible shit that I just said about yes. the Pope and this goat man. If he can just get big enough with his Fortnite streams, then he can travel the world being a streamer and he can be like, I'm going to move to Rome to be a creator. Or wherever the fuck the Pope lives. And, uh... Missouri. Just, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, he can move to Missouri then. <laughs> it's not that far away from Kentucky. Oh, cool. That yeah. works out. No. He must have moved from Rome. That's, uh... That's Buck Wild. No, that's actually the fake Pope that they used to distract people from the real Pope. Oh, fuck. Okay. So don't go for the Rome Pope. That's step, uh, That's a false Pope. Six? Yeah. So I hope that works out for you, Pope-like monster... Really hope you get to that nougaty center in the center of the Pope. Maddie, what do you have for us today? Oh, I have something that's actually kind of related. Ooh. We've talked about the Pope-lick monster, and now we're going to talk about the bishop fish. Oh, God, I'm so excited to learn what this is. Uh, if uh, anyone out there listening, or if you're Aiden right now, uh, you should uh, pull up a picture of this excellent rotund-ass man slash fish. The sea bishop or bishop fish uh, is a type of sea monster reported in the 16th century. So he's like a classic old money. Like this is an original cryptid. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) He's a fun looking guy. Uh, He's got some bold (laughs) looks. According to legend, it was taken to the king of Poland who wished to keep it. It was also shown to a group of Catholic bishops whom the bishop fish gestured appealing to be released and they granted its wish at which point it made the sign of the cross and disappeared into the sea and then there's like more legends later about how it like controls the ocean and 
other stuff, but... This is so clearly a dude who was just dressed up as a fucking fish and got caught and thought he was a mermaid. He put on a fish outfit and he was like, I know how to infiltrate the church. Mm, I've got a big old human beard and a funny (laughs) little scale hat. This is like what happens if you've ever seen those memes where they're like, what's the other part of a mermaid? Where it's like the top part is a fish and the bottom part is legs. He's like the center part. Center part is fish and then rest is man. Yeah. He's just got a scaly, funny-looking tummy. Mm-hmm. I hate him. I hate that you've shown me this man. You know, at least the Popelik monster actually left things up to the imagination. There was no photo available. Mm. There's drawings, there's artist renditionings of the bishop fish, and I gotta say, I fucking both hate and love it at the same time. Right, and you know it's accurate because it was the 16th century, so he mm-hmm. had to stand still for a long time while they drew this picture up. That's true. He was hanging around for quite a while, so I think we can definitely say for sure that this guy definitely existed it's a man my question is do we think that it was a man who decided to dress up as a fish and got caught or a fish who came in contact with these men and decided to sort of like like he was you know like people who were raised by wolves but this fish was raised by bishops and thus he became the bishop fish so i think we should really help this poor bishop fish out and try to give him some pointers on how to fit in with either of his respective communities to which he belongs to. Uh, Swimming. That's a good way to get good at swimming. You have to be good at swimming to be a fish. Aerodynamic. uh, Poop in a string. Poop in a string. That's so important. Bishop fish. You have to be able to poop in a string. Mm -hmm. It's also important that maybe you develop some sort of really funky bioluminescence. Ooh, yeah, that's That's going to win over everyone onto your side because it's so cool and funky that you'll basically be like a living rave. Right. But keep that, keep that, ooh, I was going to say keep that shit together when you're not with the fish, but yeah, humans, bishops love to rave, so. This is also very true. Bishops, known ravers, they basically invented glow sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our Little fish, known fact. Fish are just alive glow sticks. All of the crosses. All of the crosses on bishops that they wear can be snapped into turning into glow sticks. You shake it and it turns into a glow stick. Yep, that's true. That's the Lord's way. Yeah. And we know this because we're good Christian kids. Yep. Look at that. We're here in the ad break. We made it here through the power of musical transitions. Yeah. Wait. How do we have an ad break? (gasps) We don't have any advertisers. Golly. We're going to make them up ourselves until people pay us to stop doing it. Pay me to stop. So. Aiden. Uh, oh, oh, I'm going first? Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Aiden's going first, and Aiden's going to tell us about Bobble McDobble's funeral home. Hello, and welcome to Bobble McDobble's funeral home, where we'll make sure your trip across the river sticks is as enjoyable as possible. Why are you three clowns standing on top of my dear Harold's casket? Because he's six feet under! Oh, no. Get it? 
It's a really good show. Oh, but you're standing on it. <laughs> I'm doing a little tap dance on it. Oh, no. Isn't this funny? My, my, my poor husband. Here. Don't you want to get one last look before he goes oh. under that big old pit in the sky? Oh, let me pop open the casket once more. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Ah, there's so many clowns coming <laughs> out. Look at all these dead bodies that are in here. Why are they all in here? All these dead clown bodies pouring out. Because guess what? We're partnered with the clown service. And a lot of clowns die in traffic accidents. And with your uh, program that you signed up with, that's the package that you get. Oh, no. It's like a Groupon. <laughs> it is like a Groupon. And... <laughs> I'm sounding like Jerry Seinfeld as we go on. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm full Edwin in my heart. And look at this lovely corsage we gave him. Isn't that just alluring? Don't you want to just put your face right by it? Oh, what a beautiful flower. Oh, let me get a closer look at this. Mm. Ow! Oh, no. ah, fun! Here are the funeral home. No, I didn't want to get wet. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, don't worry. I can dry you off. Look at this. We, instead of stuffing your husband with uh, cotton, we stuffed him with a wide variety of colorful napkins all tied together. Look at that, it's still coming out. Oh, wait. Still going. There's a lot of it, a lot of room in a dead body, so we got a lot of napkins in there. You know, I wouldn't use those. They smell like formaldehyde, and that might be bad. We didn't think this part through. Oh, my dear Haru. But we'll get it together when you sign up to have your loved one be a part of the Bobble McDobble's funeral home. <laughs> wow. All right, Maddie. Moving stuff. Riveting, truly. Now, why don't you give us an ad for Bonson Johnson's Fabulous Blossoms and Sundries? Sorry, I just realized I have to, like, do the ad break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a voice for Bonson Johnson. Don't, you don't have to do a voice. Just give us an ad. Give the listeners an ad, Maddie. Do you like fabulous blossoms and sundries? Do it with some enthusiasm. Are you named Bonson Johnson? <laughs> Are you a monotone person? Are you sad all the time? Do you forget that you write dumb things and then have to do your own ad breaks for them? Well, if that's the case, uh, you need to brighten up your life with some beautiful, fa- uh, fabulous blossoms and sundries from Bonson Johnson's Fabulous Blossoms and Sundries. Uh, you get some flowers. In different colors, you can get roses. Ooh, nice, delicious. You can get sunflowers. Wow, brighten up your day. Eat the seeds, baseball. You could get a tulip that is also a flower. Or- Maddie, Matt, hold on. Hold the ad. Maybe- hold, hold on the ad. Hold the ad. Maddie, what's funny about Bonson Johnson's uh, fabulous blossoms and sundries? Well, I haven't gotten to the sundries yet. Um, Maddie, I don't know if you know this, but here at Lorefolk, we run a very serious uh, tight ship. Oh, yeah. And when you come in with content without any follow through, it really works to the detriment of the show. Mm, that's true. That's and I true. think you need to step up your game next time. OK. Oh, yeah. All right. OK. I guess we won't talk about the sundries. They're really no. funny, but. Fuck the sundries. It's We're just, not doing You know what? That. It's ruined the whole bit. So yeah. If you wanted to hear about. Bonson You're a detriment Johnson's to the show. Fabulous blossoms and, and sundries. No one's ever going to hear this. You're just going to have to choke. Because it's going to get cut out. But Maddie, I want you to know that I have a deep just guttural rage when I look at you because I know that you're only going to bring up the most mediocre 
pieces of comedy. And you're never going to get to a level like me, Aiden Kid, who's the god of comedy and everything I say ever has always been super, super funny. That's true. My King Candy impression's really rusty anyway. It was Edwin! <laughs> anyway, those are our ads for today. Uh, if you want this to stop, please pay us. Uh, yeah. Hey, listeners, that was a bit. I hope you know that. That was a bit. And it was really funny the whole time. Like I, but that the part where I said everything I ever say is funny was not part of a bit. That's oh, true. that's true. That's yes, science. And fact. the part at the end where I roasted it is also true. But all the mean things he said about me are untrue. Yes, because I'm great. So, Laura Folk is a part of the Podcast Network network, PNN. We're a network of shows in Chicago. That means we work together to cross promote shows, projects, memes, and other fun things. If you want to help support us, tell your friends about us and listen to our shows. Also, keep an eye out for our ad slots. We plan to start selling ads soon, and you can buy one to tell the world about all the cool and hip things you're working on. Or you can frivolously spend your money and have us say whatever your heart desires. Yes, that's right. For the small price of $6, we will say whatever you want to a point. Don't be weird. But do support the Podcast Network Network today. All right, lastly today, Maddie, we have a very important encounter story to discuss. Robert Richardson was supposedly driving through Toledo, Ohio, when he drove into a strange object, which he claimed vanished the minute that he stepped out to inspect it. Remaining next to his tire, however, was a shard of metal that appeared to have been a part of the mysterious object. Richardson took that metal and continued his drive home. Three days later, two men in black suits black sunglasses knocked on Richardson's door. They immediately demanded the piece of metal. Richardson told them that he had had it sent off to a lab for analysis. They ordered for him to give it back, saying that his wife would be in grave peril if she didn't. Richardson ordered them to leave, and he never saw them again. Ooh. So I think the biggest takeaway here is the fact that the men in black seem to operate on Swiper's Law. Yeah. Swiper no swiping. Men in black, no taking metal object. And you say it three times, and those fuckers just leave you the hell alone. They say, aw, man, and then they go away. <laughs> Nothing happened to his guess wife? Guess we won't do anything. Oh, I guess. He called their bluff is really what I'm gleaning from yeah. this. Yeah. The men in black have different uh, variations of what people think they are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're operatives who work for the government, like our favorite movie, or, and our favorite movie specifically being the second one. Oh, and also the Men in Black movies. (laughs) But in other variations, it's actually aliens trying to disguise themselves as people with no sort of affiliation with the government. They're trying to appear as people and they're trying to get what they want. Mm, That's kind of a fun like cover. That's sort of like uh, Peter Parker taking pictures of Spider-Man, right? You're like, it is kind of like I'm going to come down to Earth (laughs) and I'm going to be like, seen any aliens recently? And Mm. they'll be like, oh, yeah, they're dumb and they're ugly. And then the Men in Black, who are secretly aliens, will have to be like, uh, are you sure about that? Because I heard the aliens were like really cool and hot. And they'd be like, no, I saw it. I ran into it I in my car. I think they have dumpy gray little bodies yeah, and they funky were looking heads. pretty nasty. So I don't know. But who cares, right? They're just aliens. Fuck them. And the men in black are like, yeah, fuck them. Huh? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to kill your wife. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he just like pissed him off too much. 
So they were like, well, we're not going to follow up with this guy. He's ugly. So It's also funny is that they don't seem to understand how sending things to a research lab works. That yeah. they think he can just call it back super easy. Right. Like these were so clearly like interns, alien interns who had no idea what the fuck they were doing right. or how to handle the situation. It's just, just super. They're like, some guy hit something with his car. There's just this tiny piece of metal. So y'all just go out real quick. First assignment, go get that back. And they're like, oh, okay, get it back from the lab, sir. Absolute clownery, these two. A kind of embarrassment to my kind. Anyway, so what I think... Sh- what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> you looked confused for a moment. Oh, like no. some news had surprised you. No, I was just uh, thinking about... The Pope-licking guy. We're earlier. still on Pope-licking? We're on the Men in Black here uh, for Metal Objects it was now, all a Pope-licking bit. <laughs> We're going to bring it around because that's how comedy works. You just reference Whoa! the thing from before and work it back into the other thing, even if it's incomprehensible, and then you've got an end of an episode. Whoa, look at us. We're here. Oh. We made it. Oh, wait. It's the end of the episode, Maddie. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. I did it. You did it. I willed it into existence. Yes. Through sheer force, I have taken these two pieces of mediocrity and I have shoved them together like the dying sun. And now we have crystallized in the perfect end to an episode. So here we are at the end of the episode. Uh, Golly. If you liked it, uh, feel free to support us. We're but babes in the woods and nobody knows about us and we don't pay for advertising yet or at all. So... Tell your friends about us. We're on such platforms like YouTube and Spotify. And Apple Podcasts. And we got uh, animatics. Yes. Some of our shit that we've done. On and our the YouTube. dumb things we say. They're fun, silly little. Aiden is so talented that the entire Disney Corporation is coming for him and his animation oh God. talents. Yeah. Oh, God. It's Mickey. Do you hear that? Oh, shit. I'm coming for you. He's Here going- I am. Oh, fuck. Oh. Okay, so tell you, you can run for me, motherfucker. Tell what? all your friends about our podcast, Lorefoken. Go to our website. You could run from me forever. Oh, I'm right outside. We need more people to fight Lord. off Goofy. He's so strong. I'm so scared of these anthropomorphic monsters. He's such a powerful dog. Please. He learned how to stand on his legs. If you do not support us on YouTube and watch my dumb animations, then I will be killed He'll be by perished. Michael Mouse. Slain at the hands of the goof. And no! Gorge, gonna have to kill you like I killed my wife. Oh no, lore expansion oh, I was not aware that's of. That's a ah! conspiracy.